It would just be terrible to me to try to walk in my own wisdom. I would be terrified. We have access as the elect of God to the wisdom from God. Why would we not want that? I would want his wisdom. He knows past, present, and future. I don't know these things. So as I set out to go forward, it's not that I want to turn to humans and say, what should I do? I want to turn to God and say, please show me what I should do and stop me if I'm going the wrong direction. We are truly blessed above all others because we have this access to wisdom from God. James 1.5, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all liberally and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. It's a guarantee. If we ask God, he will give us the wisdom we need. God watches over us and leads us by the Holy Spirit who is in us. He shows us things to do, and often they're much better than anything we would have thought of doing. I've had that happen so many times. Now, one example of that is we had a man in our church group who was about 74 years old. He went outside in his backyard, and he looked at his storage building, and it was overflowing with stuff. And he began to think about it, and he thought, I'll build another building to put my stuff in. And he heard these words, why don't you just get rid of the stuff? He reported it to us, and it's great wisdom. We greatly rejoiced in that word that we knew to be from God. He apparently did what that word said. He was 74 or so at the time. He got very sick later and ended up dying. But he did what he heard to do from God. And he heard from God. And we rejoice when we think of him. I always think of that story when I think of him. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all liberally, and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. John 14, 26, Jesus says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things, and bring all things to your your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. You read the Bible, and as it is needed in your life, the Holy Spirit reminds you of Scripture. Not long ago, I was very upset because thoughts began to come to me saying, what if this happens to you? You're 83 years old. What if this happens? What if that happens? What will you do? What if this happens? And I said to God, help me. And I heard, my God will supply all your need. And I said, oh, that's right. And I was completely relaxed. My God will supply all your need. That is the Holy Spirit reminding me of everything Jesus has said. He's the comforter, says Jesus. Absolutely. 
He's the comforter. One time, a, a woman sent me a birthday card, and in it, she said all of the things she and her husband were planning to do for the upcoming holidays. I heard, you are dead, and your life is hid in Christ. I knew that to be Colossians chapter 3. And I said, that's right. I don't have any plans for the holiday, neither did I have a husband. But I'm dead. My life is hidden in Christ. When Christ appears, then my life will appear with him. They can't see my life right now. It doesn't look like I have a life. But I do. And it's in Christ. It's hid in Christ. And I was so comforted by that. John sixteen thirteen. when he, the spirit of truth, has come. See, he just comes into your mind to help you at that moment. He will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear from God, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. It's instant comfort, instant truth, instant help. It's the Holy Spirit who's the comforter and the spirit of truth showing us truth from God. Everlasting truth. In the Old Testament, we have many examples, and Paul said these are given for our admonition upon whom the end of the world has come. So we learn from these examples in the Old Testament. Psalm 81. God said to the children of Israel, I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt. Open thy mouth wide, and I will fill it. Verse 11, But my people, said God, would not hearken to my voice, and Israel would none of me. So I gave them up unto their own heart's lust, and they walked in their own counsels. Oh, that my people had hearkened unto me, and Israel had walked in my ways. I should soon have subdued their enemies and turned my hand against their adversaries. The haters of the Lord should have submitted themselves unto him, but their time should have endured forever. He should have fed them also with the finest of wheat and with the honey out of the rock should I have satisfied thee. But in their trouble they wouldn't listen to God. They listened to each other. They turned to each other in their trouble. What do you think I should do about this? And they walked in their own counsels. But had they turned to God, he would have subdued their enemies in time, and he would have brought them counsel, proper counsel, his counsel, and he would have fed them with the finest of wheat. But they wouldn't do that. So this is an example to us. One time a young man came from another city to visit in Lubbock, where he was hoping to get a job. He came to visit me. He was a church-going person. And he said, oh, it is so nice to be around a godly woman. And he said, but it's good for you, too, because now you have someone you can tell your troubles to. 
Well, I said, well, but I don't tell my troubles to people. And he said, well, but who do you tell them to? And I said, God. And he said, oh. God knows everything, the future, the past, the present. There is not a word in our heart that God doesn't know. There's not a word we speak from our lips that God doesn't know. He knows exactly what we need. He knows what's coming. Why would I seek humans when I have access to God? Now, he might show me to go to a certain human, but I don't just run to humans. I live in the home of a very godly person who hears from God, who turns to God, who follows God. But I don't tell her my troubles unless God shows me to speak to her about the thing that's troubling me. When I have a problem, I call on God for help. He can help me any way he wants to. If he wants me to talk to another person, that's fine. Or if he just wants to straighten it out, that's fine. I don't care how God accomplishes the help he's going to give me. I just depend on him. Call on him in your trouble. Trust him. He is our help. He is our power, our strength, our help, our comfort. There are times that I have had a physical problem. And I've called on God, what do you want me to do about this? And I have been led to go to a a doctor. And there are times that I have known, just wait, just wait. And I've waited, and it went away. It's whatever God shows you to do. Some people, I, I, I just hate the boasting they do. God will never let this happen to me. God will never do such and such. Well, in a recent physical problem, I just turned to God and I said, please don't let this happen to me. I mean, I would really hate to die of this type of problem. But if it's your will, well, okay, but I'd sure rather not. Just thy will be done. What do you want me to do? In that case, I went to a doctor, got an antibiotic. But in other cases, it may just go away. And even if you die, if you're the elect of God, you belong to him. But there are certain preferences we have. So we we can certainly submit our request to God. In fact, we're told to do that. Be careful for nothing, says Paul, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. But in everything, let your request be made known unto God. What do you want God to do? What is your problem? What is your preference? You can tell God your preference, but depend on God. We have all this access to God. And we overcome everything through turning to God. And Jesus comes to redeem and to raise the elect of God who turn to God and overcome through God. To the seven churches in Revelation, in every one of the churches, he said, overcome, to those who overcome. 
And there's only one way to overcome, turning to God in prayer, talking to him, doing what you believe he shows you to do, overcoming through God. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.